Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back, guys. It is episode 25 of Phoenix Rising. Thank you there. It is going to be an, a different episode this week. We're going to switch it up just a little bit. Kayla and I are both uh, big readers. We enjoy reading for leisure. We also enjoy reading for professional development. And a lot of the books we read are not necessarily professional development. We do read you know, fitness and nutrition books as well. But when we talk professional development, it's usually personal growth. Yes. Um, so we kind of wanted to take a minute. We've got five books that we are reading currently or have just finished that we kind of wanted to share with you guys, um, kind of let you, it's coming on to winter time. We've had a lot of questions about like seasonal affective disorder and what you can do. M- reading is a great mindfulness tool. And so mindfulness is something very good for when you're struggling with depression, anxiety, especially seasonal depression, because it's cold outside, you can't get out a lot. So we thought we'd share some books with you guys. We're going to link them in the show notes, each of the books to a link, you know, to where you can look it up on Amazon and kind of read about it more yourself. Uh, But we're going to talk about five books. Two are ones that we're reading for leisure independently. Um, I'm reading one she hasn't read yet. She's reading one I haven't read yet. We will most likely switch in the future. And then we have a book that we read together kind of as a just a, you know, a little, I, I guess, a date night, if you will. We read it together. We read it aloud to each other. Um, just kind of a, I don't want to say a bonding experience. I mean, we're not bros throwing back some brewskis, (laughs) but, um, and then we each have a book that we've read independently of each other as well. That was a personal growth book. Um, I don't think you've read mine yet. Have you? I have not. Okay. Yeah. So neither one of us has read the other one. So it's Kaylee and I today, we've got a guest in the studio with us. It's Bandito Burrito is sleeping over here to my right. <laughs> he is not very entertained by us. If you um, couldn't tell by his name, he is a Chihuahua mix that we rescued. Well, we thought he was a Chihuahua, but... Well, he looks Chihuahua. I really think he's a Pug Rat Terrier mix. But either way, his We're going to have to share a photo of him if you guys haven't seen. If you follow our IGs, you'll, you have seen an image of this little tan, tan dog. Oh, yeah. He's he's super handsome and he's super lovey. He's my little love bu- bug. But his name's Bandit Michael. And I call him Bandito Burrito. Crispito. Crispito. Sometimes Mosquito. Sometimes Skeeter. And a... Sometimes... Burrito. Sometimes Burrito <laughs> and a Speedo. <laughs> I call him Dit, and now he's just looking at me like, what the hell do you want? I'm sleeping. <laughs> so we'll get on to the books. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, like I said, three books, and I think I'm going to let Kaylee take it. She's going to tell you a little bit about the book she's reading for Leisure right now and kind of tell you, you know, so far she's still currently reading it, so she's not done with it. So she's going to kind of give you an overview about what it's about, um, what she thinks of it, and then, you know, any kind of thoughts that she has about it, like emotion provoking or whatever she feels okay so the the name of the book that i am reading for leisure right now is it's called know my name and it's a memoir by chanel miller so um 
very powerful book. Um, if you haven't heard of the Brock Turner case, uh, the case of the woman that was assaulted on the Stanford campus, um, this is this is the woman that survived that incident. And um, I actually didn't know a whole lot about this case, actually, until this book. Like, of course, it was a very um, highlighted case. A lot, they talked a lot about it in the news. So I had heard about it, but I didn't really know the details. So I am going to throw out a little bit of a warning. There is a lot of details in this book. So if you have ever been down that path or been um, sexually assaulted yourself or known of, of a loved one that who suffered that way before, this could be a trigger book for you. But it was, I mean, I'm not even finished with it yet. I'm on page 187 and there's like 350 plus pages on it. So it's not a super long book, but um, it, it'll suck you in. Basically, Julie read out loud the introduction to this book on the computer. And instantly I was like, we need to order that book. And it's just, it is very well written from her perspective, whether it goes through the before the incident uh, leading up and how many how many months it took to actually finally to even get to court and just all the inner emotions surrounding what she went through and how she was so lost. And like I said, I haven't even finished it yet, so I'm not even sure how how it ends. Yeah, I mean, it definitely trigger warning for sure on that if, if that triggers you in any way. But I also would challenge you to maybe not be afraid of it. You know, I would always encourage people to try to do the hard thing. Oh, yes. Because sometimes that hard thing is healing. So, you know, a lot of people, if they are really traumatized, maybe should avoid it. But there are some people that are maybe looking for a, maybe haven't spoke a lot about their abuse. And, you know, they feel like they can't. This was the whole basis of the Me Too movement. And... I think reading this book could be empowering in a way because you, you go through it with her journal, the, you go through her journey with her and it kind of shows you that you're not alone. Oh yes. 100%. And most women don't come forward about their abuse because they, they feel like they're going to be made, you know, the basically turned into the enemy. Right. Like you brought it upon yourself or something to that right. effect. And it does talk about that in the book, how, when she was on trial, like giving her statement, it really, they, I don't know. It's just, I mean, the defense and how they twisted some of the words she said. Oh, yeah. It was just, oh, gut wrenching. Yeah. And that is the whole premise to why a lot of women don't come forward about it. And it's really a shame that women have to do that because yeah. we are not in the state anymore where women, I mean, women never should have been there anywhere where women were just property to people and they people could do what they want with men specifically could do what they wanted with women we're not there anymore Thank we should God. have never been there anyway right but this is why women don't come forward about this and they spend their life in silence and they spend their life traumatized and so i mean for those out there that maybe do struggle because they've been assaulted or molested or harassed and have never come forward about it because they were afraid this book might be healing for you. Um, it, it, you know, it may not, but it may be healing for you in the fact that you can go through somebody else's journey with you. And it, it kind of turns into more of a, a support group, if you will, 
just you and the author of the book in her brain, you know, you kind of go through it with her. So you're empathetic. And you, I mean, I'm not saying you still have to, you have to tell somebody. I'm just saying you'll, you'll know you're not alone, you know, and kind of give you that, that voice. I mean, she's, this is why she wrote the book. I mean, the title itself, Know My Name, because they were calling her Jane Doe. Uh, was it Jane Emily Doe? Doe? Emily Doe. Okay. Emily they were Doe. calling her Emily Doe. So Know My Name. She wants, I mean, the whole premise of the title is they want, they, she actually wants you to call her by her name, not Emily Doe. She's not a, a, a nobody. Exactly. She's a person. Yep. And so, and that's my, that's kind of my basis for it. Like I would encourage women to try and you'll know very quickly because I read you the first chapter or most of the first chapter and you'll know in that first chapter if it's something you can, you can do. Just know that, I mean, this is a memoir and a, and just even like, I really thought it was just going to be about learning more about the case, but the writing is excellent and it will suck you in and you will not want to put this book down right yeah i mean i'm excited to read it as well because i did read you the first part of that and it Mm -hmm. looked good but you did ask me to order it for you so i ordered it for you and then you've pretty much taken it from there so you've had it and you've been monopolizing it for now i'm almost done though that's all right i'm i'm reading my own stuff now okay so go tell me a little bit about the book you're reading all right so i just started reading gone girl And I have actually had this book for like seven years now, and I've never read it. I tried to read like a few pages of it, but I didn't actually get very far and I put it down. I've never seen the movie. um, Not yet. Anyway, I have it recorded on the DVR, but I haven't started it yet. And so far it is outstanding. I am maybe a third of the way through it. And it is it's again, the writing really sucks you in and you're kind of always on edge because you, you're not sure. So this, you know, the, this man and his wife are journalists in New York and they both end up losing their jobs and the husband, his, his, um, his mom is sick with cancer and his dad has Alzheimer's. So when they lose their jobs, he, he and his wife moved back to their hometown of Carthage, Missouri not our Carthage, North Carthage. There's two Carthage, Missouri's apparently. Oh, wow. I was like that close. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's still up by like Hannibal. Yeah. So it's not, still not terribly far. Um, but anyway, uh, so back to their home, his hometown of Carthage, Missouri, and she's a New Yorker by birth and he was not. So move home for him. So now you've got a New York girl stuck in a, a small Missouri, Missouri, Missouri town. And, um, they're getting ready to celebrate their five-year anniversary and their marriage is kind of in a rocky point because they did move to a place where she has nobody. She's always been a big city girl. He's always been a small town guy. He's kind of bitter still about his job. And so anyway, he comes home one day from his, um, he had bought a bar with his sister. They run a bar in town and he had come home, um, on his five-year anniversary and his house was basically tossed you know turned upside down and his wife was missing and so now I've been I'm reading I think I meant she's been gone three days now and so it's walking through like it's like every other chapter so one chapter is the husband Nick it's his point of view of current events of what's going on and then between every Nick chapter you get an Amy chapter which is an excerpt from her journal from past times 
Oh, interesting. So it's, it's kind a different of, way of to yeah. write a story. Yeah, so it's kind of different. Um, but it is like the way they the way that the author, Jillian Flynn, the way that she is painting Nick in his own dialogue, she's making it seem like he is should be suspect number one. But of course the police are just keep telling him, you know, oh, it's just for formality, it's just for formality. But even just listening to his writing, which is like his inner monologue. It, it makes you think like he's the one. Like during the press conference, he says, I couldn't help it. A big smirk came upon my face. Like stuff like that. So you think, you know, obviously he's guilty, mm-hmm. but I'm not so sure that he is. I think he's just really stinking awkward. Yeah. Like, so it's really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, of course, I'm always looking at some of the stuff like the the reviews on the back of it. You know, it's just the back of the cover is just adjectives to describe it ingenious irresistible terrifying mercilessly entertaining superb razor sharp sinister wickedly clever menacing like so i'm kind of excited to see what what i'm on a you know a a journey with here i mean it says it's fiction mystery detective right and i'm sure if you've watched the movie you already know what's going on i have not seen the movie or read the book either so she's going to be reading the book soon Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. Speaking of, we will see. Speaking of reading the same books, we so we mentioned that we read a book together um, in our spare time. Like this last weekend on my birthday, we'd had a few busy weekends, so I didn't really feel like, you know, running all over town doing stuff uh, because we celebrated our anniversary and stuff and we just busy. So. For my birthday, after we went to a parade in our local town here, I actually wanted to just sit out in the sun on the swing and read our book. So we just sat there for a couple hours and read. So I'm going to let Kaylee give you some insight into the book we're reading together. Okay. And I want to suggest if you have a significant other and enjoy reading whatsoever, this is an amazing experience to bond with your loved one just reading a story together out loud um we actually got the suggestion from a neighbor that um i actually train and she explained to me how on long road trips she would read to her husband in the car and i was like oh well that's interesting and just a nice way to bond and over a story and just to, to communicate with one another so we started doing that ourselves and this one is another fiction book that julia's read of course, before, and I have not. I've seen the movie, um, and this is, a, what What do you call this? A young yeah. adult, a young adult mm-hmm. book, so it's not, like, super hard to read or anything. It's an interesting story. Well, I mean, so, fun fact, I generally read young adult, and I do that for a reason. It's not because I have a low reading level. Like, I'm an insanely intelligent person and a good reader but when I want to sit down and read something for leisure I want it to not be like super stimulating on my brain like I want it to be a good fun story and I want to be able to follow it without putting a lot of brain power in it that way I can kind of turn my mind off right so that's the perk of the the young adults but I read this first 
And then, of course, was going to Kaylee's like, OK, I got to stop talking now. Um, I read it first and then I kept telling Kaylee, you got to read this. You got to read this. Well, she watched the movie with me and she was like, I am not reading that book and I'm not <laughs> watching the movie again either. It kind of creeped me out. And so then I started buying the others. There's a series. So I started buying the other books in the series and I would come home so excited to tell her. And so finally I was like, after I read The Great Gatsby to her. I was like, we're starting this book. And so now I'll let you tell her. I'll let her introduce it to you and tell you all about it. Okay. Before I do that, guys, actually, The Great Gatsby is a very hard book to read out loud. That language in that book is ridiculous. Uh, what did we say? It came out in 1925? Yeah. Yeah. It's That is my favorite book of all time yeah. is The Great Gatsby. I love F. Scott Fitzgerald and I love his work. And I love, he just has really, he's... I'm a logophile, so it, his way with words is great. I love his the eloquency of his vocabulary, but I have read The Great Gatsby so many times, and when you read to yourself, you know, in your head, you don't think twice about it, and then when you actually read it out loud, you're, you're like, second-guessing everything. shit, what was that word? What is <laughs> this word? And I'd show it to Kaylee, and she'd be like, I don't know what that word what is. Show me the, the most vocabulary lacking person <laughs> but i mean we oh. but when i'm reading it myself i just read right through it like it's nothing right so it's it's a difference <laughs> okay so the book that we're actually reading together right now is the miss peregrine's home for peculiar children did i say that miss peregrine mm -hmm. okay just make like, sure. like the peregrine falcon yeah there we go see again me with words but so again young adult um there is a movie on this first book. If you haven't seen it or not, the book is definitely, of course, like everything. The book is way better. But honestly, that movie kind of creeped me out a little bit with the creatures and the background. And I was a little confused. I thought the children were dead and turns out they are not dead. So it the book is so much better. And we're actually we're almost done with it. But so I I know how this one ends, but it's just a really really interesting book and a, just like a sci-fi book basically about a, a different time and yeah yeah did you want to give him a synopsis you go ahead um so yeah there is a movie about it now we did do some research and the sequels for the movies have been canceled so if you're going to wait for that you're you're <laughs> not going to get it no so even if you watch the movie on the first one there is a series of six books and so the story does progress far beyond this first book and the story gets even better and they don't you don't miss a beat um, like they pick right up where the other one left off and you don't miss anything. Um, so really, it's about this teenage boy who's super close with his grandfather. His grandfather is, I believe, of Polish descent and he lives in Florida with his the sorry, the, the teen lives in Florida with his parents. His grandfather also lives in Florida with him. Um, and a different house, but same town. Um, and grandfather starts, you know, struggling with dementia and Alzheimer's, at least they think. But he has, growing up, had always told this, his grandson while he was growing up, these stories of these um, children, you know, children with special abilities. And of course, growing up, as he got older, he thought they were just wives' tales, fairy tales, you know, whatever grandpa telling stories basically right and so oh, his grandpa's murdered one night and it appears to be dogs 
or wild animals of some sort. And this young boy, Jacob, finds his grandfather. And he's still alive at the time, but he does die in his arms. And <clears throat> he sees something strange in the woods behind his grandfather's house where his grandfather's dying. And he doesn't quite know what he sees. But the boy that's with him, his friend, when they went to look for his grandpa, he doesn't see the creature. And so just Jacob sees him. And so when Jacob's trying to tell the police, they're like, oh, it's probably just trauma. You know, it was just wild animals. And so they end up putting this kid in therapy. And anyway, he, this, as they're cleaning out his grandfather's house, he finds letters and stuff from his grandpa with hints and clues and stuff that sends him overseas to uh, Karen home, which I believe is off in Wales, maybe, or off the coast or something. That I never got. It's so. in the UK somewhere. And so he, he goes to the UK to try to follow these clues and see what his grandfather was talking about so that he can fulfill his grandfather's dying words. Um, and he ends up stumbling on what they call a time loop. So he goes over and I, I'm going to assume it would be the 2010s at least. Um, and he is walking along, hiking, just trying to find a landmark that he was going for. And he seems to walk right into September 3rd, 1940. And so... And then he, he finds these children with these abilities. So yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know how much to give them without giving yeah, it all not, away. Yeah, like you already gave the first half of the book, basically. Yeah. So but, you, can, uh, you can skip the first six chapters, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a good book. And the story definitely develops. Like, I did not expect the story was going to develop the way it did. So, um, yeah, I, I like I like the way they, they did this series. So another good one. Yeah. Okay, um, you want me to go into my you got it self development book now, guys. We have heard a lot of the coaches that we look up to and we follow um, speak about this book, and it's called The Go Giver, and it's a very powerful little story. And I mean, you can finish this book in a day; it, it'll draw you in. And I'm going to say it is an A plus book. It is absolutely amazing and it will completely change the way you go about life. Um, and if you follow these five rules in the book, I mean, it, it'll change your life. And I'm not going to go into too much detail on this book because you just need to read it. But you're basically going to follow this um, story about a very and it, it talks about a, a business idea of a guy who needs to make a deal, basically, in the firm he works for. And he's willing to do absolutely anything to do that. But he was just kind of going about it all the wrong way. And he, he met this man who showed him these five rules. And um, as long as he followed them to a T, he would give him basically the secret that he was after. And just absolutely amazing if anything on any of these books today if you only pick one i'm gonna be biased to this and i think you need to pick this book to read but like i said we'll, we'll link it in the show notes of course but definitely the go-giver is amazing and see i would say that my book <laughs> told you i was biased is the one <laughs> so my book that i was reading for personal growth uh, personal development was I have been I read not I actually read both of them I read Mark Manson's Everything is Fucked and I read also I borrowed from a neighbor the art the subtle art of not giving a fuck and 
they're both really, really good. It kind of gives you a snarky, no holds barred, real crass way to look at the world. Um, so this, this one that I have sitting in front of me is everything is fucked. It's a book about hope. Um, it's got, but it's got the, the comedic relief in it, you know? So it really puts you through like ways you can change your mindset to where you don't always have that negative mindset to where you don't set yourself up for disappointment. You know, you, you are, have a realistic view of the world. So you don't like walk around with your head in the clouds. You're kind of, you know, you can have hope, but be realistic about it. Um, and the subtle art of not giving a fuck is kind of the same thing. It's that snarky sense of humor tells you kind of how to go through life without wasting so much time being worried about things that don't matter. So the two books together, you know, the first one, the subtle art of not giving a fuck kind of, um, kind of helps you. What do I want to say? It, I mean, it kind of helps you reduce stress and anxiety and kind of teaches you how to change that mindset so that you're more just focused on staying present and not really caring about things that don't don't really truly matter, things that are insignificant. And then when you graduate to the second book, everything is fucked. It's more of a book about hope. So you've you kind of washed away the stress and now you're going to turn your worldview and look at as a at another way to look at the world so that you can remain hopeful. And you're kind of, it's, it's kind of realistic in the fact that I think he says in there that the world's full of assholes. <laughs> and so you kind of have to just own Isn't that. that. the truth. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's what he said. You know, if you open up the first page of the book, there's kind of like a second cover and it's got a bunch of like quotes in here and, and it all has stuff, you know, it says everything being fucked doesn't require hope. Hope requires everything being fucked. <laughs> so, because in order to have hope, there has to be something that's wrong in order to be hopeful yeah. for change. That makes sense. So, and the, the, here, another one is the only true form of freedom. The only ethical form of freedom is through self-limitation. It is not the privilege of choosing everything you want in your life, but rather choosing what you will give up in your life. Wow. So. Powerful it, little statement right there. And there, that, that this whole page, I know they can't see it, but you can. Mm -hmm. You know, freedom itself demands discomfort. And, and so this, this whole page is a profound list of quotes that, yeah, they've got some profanity in them. But if you enjoy somebody keeping it real with you and still having profound advice and profound snippets, you know, as far as like mindset in the world, but do it with some comedic relief. Mark Manson's your guy. You want to read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You want to read um, Everything's Fucked. Um, it's it's good stuff. Really good stuff. Okay, guys. Well, those are five books for today. We'll probably pop in and out and do some random more of these of what we're currently reading, what we're reading together, and maybe some old self-help books that we've used in the past. Give you guys some more things to read and improve your own life. Yeah. I mean, like I, like she said, we'll, no, we'll look... We'll link him in the show notes. It's late, guys, for us. <laughs> we'll link him in the show notes. And then, of course, if you guys have questions, if you've read them and you want to talk to us about them or, you know, ask us questions about them or discuss them, shoot us DMs. Yes. Our, our social yeah. handles are in the show notes as well. Reach out to us. Start conversations. We enjoy interacting with our followers. We enjoy hearing what you have to say. Maybe you hate these books and you want to tell us about it and tell us why. Great. We're open to that, too. Yeah, we want to we want to hear what you think about the world because it helps us 
relate to you guys better yeah and give you information that you can better relate to if you are interacting with us so by all means reach out tell us what you like what you don't like tell us what books to read if you've got some reading suggestions yeah, for us we would love to hear some of your suggestions but otherwise have a good night all right Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.